Welcome back, everybody. Episode 6 of Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott. The reason why we're playing, Scott decided to play this uh, somber music. We figured that it matched the mood of our hometown baseball team, the Washington Nationals. I'm not going to let it go, man. Keep it going. I'm not... I'm not gonna let it go. Not gonna let this. Not gonna let the loss go, go. Or not, not gonna. gonna I'm not this. gonna let anything go. Okay. Well, you can let the song keep going. That's kind of what I thought you meant because I do. I do enjoy the song. It matches the mood now. It's very. It's a very somber. Somber mood. However, let me tell you, it's <laughs> Washington D.C. sports fans. Are we not immune to it by are now? You, are you surprised? But at the same time, man, it doesn't hurt any less. It doesn't hurt any less. Just because we're D.C. sports fans and we've seen this. 20 straight times. I don't know. It just can't make a conference championship. It's, it's unbelievable. But just because the fact that we're talking about and having you know, that conversation that we're always we're always there, but we never get... I mean, going to the conference championship in any sport, that's hard. That's not just, you know, I'm going to roll out of bed and go to the conference championship. I understand. I understand. And I don't think it's the DC sports curse. Like Each event is mutually exclusive. So when you... Like look over a ten year stretch at a team, a team's record versus another team's. It doesn't matter because the team ten years ago, it has nothing to do with the team now. It's different right. makeup, different build. It just doesn't matter. So, it's hard to be like, you know, the two thousand even even the two thousand twelve nationals are completely different than yep. the two thousand sixteen nationals. So you know, to say they can't win in the playoffs, they never have been able to. It's kind of eh to me. It's just it's just a really funny coincidence, I think, that we get put into a bubble as DC sports fans and just just never get out of it. Right. Well, at this, you know, we need a little bit of time here. You know. What are you, what are you talking about time? Well, okay. They kept mentioning the whole, you know, last Washington baseball team World Series was 1925. It's like, yeah, well, no, duh, we didn't have... There was no Washington baseball team for 60 years. Give us a minute, would you? It takes... It's not not easy to go to a conference championship in any sport. And just the fact that D.C. teams are there, which it seems like for every sport... It was for the Caps in the past year. Wizards, a little bit different. That's the problem. That's the problem is we have good teams... Capitals won the President's Cup last year. The Nationals were the second best team in baseball for most of the season. And we just can't produce. Skins making it to the playoffs last year and and losing in the first round. There's something something going on. and I'm not really that superstitious or anything like that. But there is something in the air, in the water in D.C. I, I think we just need a little bit of time here. Time cures all wounds, even though that... You know, 2012 wound of the Washington Nationals seems to be open a little bit. We're just a pretty rem- bad one last we're, night, man. We're reminded, yeah. So, you know, last night. So, yeah, you want to explain to our listeners? I'll explain to our listeners why we're putting it out on a Friday night instead oh, of yeah. a Thursday night. Can't, yeah, we didn't even mention that. I had to cancel last night because I had great seats to the uh, to the game last night. Scott was there, everybody. Yeah. He was there. Was he was part of the reason the that the Washington Nationals lost. That's pro- it was Scott's probably my fault. fault. The Sad Expos fan. We're, we're blaming the Sad, the, the Expos, sad fan. Expos fan. He's a celebrity now. If you now. see a meme out there about a Sad Expos fan, you now have my picture. So Once the, um, once the PST. I'm glad people can laugh at my misery. 
So once the PST, uh, the Perpetual Sports Talk social media, you know, has a presence. That, that might w- be the profile. That'll picture. definitely be the profile <laughs> picture because it's already it's becoming a household image. <laughs> it's up there with Michaela Maroney. I'm not impressed. Meme. Oh, the Olympics. Yeah, it's definitely it's close. <laughs> it's not like uh, what were the 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 bad luck Brian? It's not a bad luck. It's not Brian. a bad luck Brian. It's getting there. It's not amused. It's salty for sure. Scott. It's not amused. Salty Scott. So Scott being there, he has. A little bit of insight on how yeah. the environment the environment was, and that was such a big story going into this game was the fact that oh DC sports fans they stink they're not loyal they're going to leave oh, because the on, metro man. shuts down. No. Nobody left. Okay. Absolutely nobody left. Right. Anything else with the environment, Scott? That you wanted? Dude, to I've been on? to. That's my fourth playoff, fourth Nationals playoff game now. Um, I've been to the Redskins games. I've been to Capitals games. I've been I've been to a few sporting events in my career. Um, as in a fan perspective, and I've also been in those working them and all that, but as a, as a, as a fan perspective, that was the most incredible environment that I, I've ever been in. What made was so locked in. Everybody was so locked into every pitch. Um, we stood for probably 90% of the game. Um, when I went up four one, I think everybody sat cause they were just so angry. Right. Um, but everybody was standing, everybody was waving the towels for most of the game. And that's how it was for most of the, um, most of the stadium, um, even the upper deck, which, which surprised me, but just everybody was on board. And like, that was just like being a nationals fan, you go to a game, half the crowd's not into it. You know, half the crowd's going drinking, having a good time. It's just for laughs and all that. But everybody was so, it was such a camaraderie. And I know that's cliche and all that. But, man, I'll tell you what, that was an unbelievable atmosphere and something I'll never forget. I mean, I've been I've been thinking about it all day. I've been just riding the high of, of that electric atmosphere. Everybody understood the game. And you could talk to people around you about it. Um it was it was just the overall great atmosphere, especially when everybody was on board with booing the Metro when the eleven o'clock eleven thirty eight sign came Heard up about that the last last call for the Metro. Everybody just una- unanimously booed the crap. The, Met- it, the Metro sucks chant came out. Did anybody from your section try leaving? And nobody. Then get, like, I, any- I watched the stadium because actually I was interested, and I didn't see one person. Not a single. Well, because nobody wants to get up to leave, like to go to the bathroom at that point because they don't want to be that guy. For where are you going? Now I saw I saw like tweets after and Rovell tweeted was like people NAS fans are on the metro going home and I was like yeah that might be like you know they found the one guy with his kid who has to wake up for school in about two hours and so I didn't think that represented the majority but I mean it was packed because people because the sports radio that morning was like. What are they going to do? 25% of the people going to get up and walk out? No. It was all no. it was all anybody talked about and that really made me a little bit upset. You know, biggest biggest day in in sports in the DC area in quite a while and we were talking about the Metro and the fans. You, you kind of have to though, you know, it was the How did it look on TV though? That, that's my question. Look great on TV. It looked good. It, it looked great. Yeah, I mean, you know how it goes. There's nothing like being there. You don't really get the you don't really but, get the mics next to the When you watch the games, the playoff games now, it, it's compare I mean, is it loud? Is it, you know, like people standing up, people are into it. 
Honestly, if I, and, and here's why I say Nats fans sort of get a bad rep. If I'm just, if I'm a no knowledge, you know, casual type yeah. of sports fan, and I'm watching each playoff game, I wouldn't particularly notice. Oh, these fans are standing here, and these fans do this, and these fans do that. I wouldn't notice that. So why do we have to draw so much attention to it and and talk about it? Watch the watch the game and what's going on. Of course, you know the idea of the tenth man. That's great and all, but I—I uh, I just I, I people put too many eggs in the fan basket. Okay, and this whole season, and I can't stand. This might be a different topic of conversation, so you can stop me. No, I cannot no, stand when players blame. You know the oh, you know no, the fans. I don't didn't. think anybody did. Did Oh, anybody? that happened several times this season. Several times for the this Nationals. Season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The fans didn't show up. Is that what they're saying? Oh, yeah. Fans, you know, fans, you know, doing the wave and and, oh, and chanting oh, at different times. Okay. It's like you're a professional baseball player, man. Go out and do. I'm a. You know what? I'll do whatever I want. I paid for this ticket. I'm gonna. I could rip it up and throw it in the trash. So can you're right you're a pro you. wave guy. No, I am absolutely okay. not. I would okay. never do it in a game. I, I would I feel never like you're le- sticking up for the wave. No, 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 I would never leave a game early. I personally would never do any of that. I feel like I know how to be a fan, but I don't care when others, you know, yeah, do what oh, you I want, hate man. The wave. You pay. Yes, hate yes. the wave. I just, do- it's just, hey, you paid for your ticket. You do what you want. Like clearly, you probably don't belong here, but it just, I don't like that people focus on it so much because it's not what. We're watching at home all the average schlubs who had the seat for it um, on on the couch. Did it feel being there? Did it feel like it was the longest nine inning game in Major League Baseball history? Because that's what it was. What record? Longest nine inning. So not yeah, you know, no, extra I got you. Longest nine inning baseball wow. game. Wow, I was in not 150 aware of that. years, Scott. I was not. It did not. It did not feel like that because how, everybody was so locked in the whole time. How long did the seventh inning take to you in ballpark time? The seventh inning. It was the it 20, was the 25 minutes, dude. It was the home run. Oh, it was I the know. six pitching I know, changes. But like, it, I mean, I get the pitching changes and all that, but everybody was just like so locked in. Everybody was so into the game. Even when the pitching change happened, we didn't sit down. Do you really not know this number? You didn't hear this? I didn't. I the really top of the second didn't. To the top, or t- second. The top of the seventh took 30 minutes and some change, 34. Well, I know Dusty used six pitchers. Oh, yeah, six pitchers. And then the bottom of the seventh took about 30 and some change. The yeah, seventh inning total was yeah. over an hour. No, I, I, I know. I, I saw the stat, but I didn't know it was the longest game. It really didn't feel that long. It really didn't because we were so that's locked great. in. We were that's great. That's a good. You're talking to the people around you about the moves. Yeah. You know, you bring in a left-hander here. Okay, because, you know, so-and-so is coming up. It was just so strategic. And so everybody was so locked in. It wasn't just like a, oh, here comes another guy. It was a. It was an active engagement of the fans saying, you know, questioning and understanding why we're bringing that guy in. Right. And really, I mean, if you want to get away from the – the atmosphere type question and go into the actual ball game and strategy. I don't think we really made wrong moves. Um, the only move you mean as speaking from a managerial standpoint, you know, there's two that stand out is taking out Scherzer after Peterson's home run Mm -hmm. and not even, it's not even managerial is Henley sending worth on the, on the, right on, on, the, on, on, on the double to, on, yeah on Zimmerman's double so those are the only two things that stand out let me what what are your thoughts so you just think 
because they stand out, you're saying that Scherzer shouldn't. Or Scherzer, God, you hindsight's say twenty twenty. Hindsight's twenty twenty. If Zepchinski came in there and struck out the next two guys, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. Right, but, he didn't, but and there was such a drop off. I'll tell you what, like that's something you see is Scherzer stalking the mound, getting every pitch back and just staring in. But then you see Zepchinski, and he missed on four straight balls yep. badly. That You know what? Hindsight, badly. whatever, hindsight 2020, Scherzer would not have walked that guy after giving up the no, leadoff he home wouldn't run have. He to wouldn't Peterson have. like Zepchinski did. And then you're, you're exactly right. It was that whole idea of a mound presence. So I'm going to take Scherzer, who's 98 pitches in, over a fresh of Zepchinski. Any, lefty like, on lefty. I would definitely take Scherzer. I mean, we see he was still now. throwing ninety five. By the oh, way, oh, he was, yeah. And yeah. it wasn't like he missed a spot there. That was just a fluke. Jock Peterson somehow put it could, over the. Could it have been Dusty was looking ahead to the next series by saying he, we need to save Scherzer so he can pitch game two or three? I in hope the next not. Series? I I hope not because you know apparently there was a story that came out saying how. Baker, he's he's such a huge believer in positive thinking. He had his bags already packed for Chicago. Like that was his thing. Like he packed that. his bags. But I don't think he's. I don't know because then that doesn't explain the forty other moves that he made. You know, using every single every single guy. Um, and that to me, that's not something. I don't think you could. You can never just blame a loss on. The coaching and the managers. I don't think you can you ever can't do that. You can't blame a loss on any. I mean, on any one individual. I no, agree. Of course I, not. But particularly Scott, this one, there was so much stuff. This was an actual team loss. You know, every single person contributed to losing. Tim Kirchin called this the best baseball game he's ever seen. Ugh. Like that. The There's so many best mistakes. baseball game. Mistakes. No so errors. many mistakes. Base running, maybe. I mean. Oh my! I don't. I mean, we could talk about Harper's. Yeah, base running gaffes, not getting a bunt down, leaving twenty-two guys on base. That it was wasn't not 22. a. That was the, it. Was it was right around twenty-two? No, it Look wasn't. it up. I'm telling no, you, Rendon left the bases loaded like twice. It wasn't twenty-two. Scott, they have man. They had men on in just about every single inning, and we and they scored three runs. Okay. Now while you're going, while you're fact checking okay, this, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna look up a little bit, or I'm gonna I'm gonna speak oh, up a little God, bit, please. Sending worth. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know Henley Sendley. We we all know that he's been doing that all year. By the way, and this is the first time that that we. That's Has just it been his, that bad though. Has it, it has not been that bad. That Here's the thing. Bad. You gotta watch. You gotta look back to the into the past into the four games before that. They've been running on tolls. They run on tolls every single game. Whenever there's a base hit out there, they run. They've so, done it, and they've been successful. I couldn't really see the replay. Was it a good bounce off the wall? Yeah, no, it wasn't. It, it was I a think, clean relay. No, Henley, Henley was assuming there was a bobble, and there wasn't. Okay, but it was still the farthest throw in the park. Obviously, shouldn't send him. You, you shouldn't. I mean, that's we know that. However, no, I feel like it's wrong for people to be so surprised and so disgusted because you know what? He's been doing it all series. They've been running right through him all series. Any base hit to left, they know that Tolls is a little bit wild. He just happened to throw it right to Seager, and of course, Corey Seager isn't going to miss from 120 no, feet. He's going to throw a little laser. But he he has not. I mean, if that's over Seager's head, which it could have been, that's a run. And they were they did that the four games prior to Game Five, and they got. Oh. I remember watching, thinking, "Why are we sending Worth? Why are we sending Harper on tolls?" And it was just bad throws. How did Murphy score? 
in the first in the first inning, second inning. He scored on, to- on, sing- on tolls ex- ex- exactly. So they and would- look and look. That was a close play. That he did the little he dance move. Danced around. He did and the on it. the Murphy. You know, he did yeah. the Murphy. But the, so people shouldn't be so disgusted. And that was their play. That was their scouting report. Hey, any soft base hit to tolls, we're gonna challenge him a little bit. They did, and it worked with Murphy. With this one, it was just way. I mean, it was just way too. It was just too far, you know, and or too far. Like the, it, you know, the, the ball was right there. The ball was in Seager's hand when Worth was rounding third. But you gotta just understand that that was their scouting report. They were doing that the whole series, running on tolls. Did fact, you find fact check? Yeah, I'm gonna fact check you, and I'm not saying that runners left on base was not a problem because it was, but it was only eleven. It was eleven. Okay, that's over one per inning. Yeah, it's not good. I'm not, I'm not saying it's good, but it's not 22. It's not 20. It's, it's not 20. 22. Yeah, but that's still, again, it was a one-run game. Figure out a way to get that guy across. Oh, Who, yeah. Um, Worth, Worth again. He struck out with Turner on third base, and there was one out. Dude, that's a free at-bat. Hit the ball. Hit a yeah. ground ball to the second baseman, and you get an RBI. Up oh, tie game. Okay, Espinoza, get that bunt down so we can get a runner in scoring position yeah. with one out. Yeah, see, that's over good. people's heads now. <laughs> that's good baseball, though, Scott. So to say that this was the best baseball game ever played—that's Kirch. That's that's a direct quote from Tim Kirchin. I think, you know, whatever respect for we're the guy hot right now. We're, to me, we're that's asinine. We're 18 minutes in, by the way, yeah, and I am just, getting a little bit hot. We're steamed but, up. I mean, I rightfully there, so. there's so much, and I just want to throw so. this stat out there because it's been bothering me. Okay. The Nats struck out 63 times yeah, in well, five games. Put that How do you strike out 63 that times? That's 11 per game. Oh, my yeah. gosh. More than that. Well, Espinosa probably had about 30 of them. Um, I, I mean, 63 times in five games. Come on. Come on. You know, and you were – you were you, they produced this season. We are getting hot. We might have to change the subject, we, Scott. I mean – Change the subject to a, to a broader perspective. I think I think we touched on the game, and I don't know if people appreciate that or not. Because if you didn't watch the game, you you have no idea what we just talked about for the past ten minutes. For the past eighteen minutes, yeah. So you have no idea. Um, but big picture, you know, where, where do you go? What what happens? You know, what do we do? Well, How do the Nationals make the NLCS? We have year? Scherzer for seven we more were, years, and he's going to get hurt in August every single one of those years. Scherzer? Or Strasburg? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Strasburg. My bad. Strasburg for seven years. He's going to get hurt every single August for seven years. I mean, that really – I mean, that just makes me – it's, it's flabbergasting. Um you know, we have the. This is the pitching staff of all pitching staffs, and then it just implodes on us. Um, we're supposed to have just a, you know, offensive juggernaut, Bryce Harper MVP. You know, and he goes and he hits, you know, two forty or two fifty for the season. Yeah. It just it, it's upsetting. The one bright, the one bright spot. What was our bright spot offensively besides Daniel Murphy? He's in his own separate category. In this series or this game. In the the whole season, the broad picture, like you were saying, offensively, what's our what was our what was our life offensively besides Daniel Murphy, Wilson Ramos, Wilson Ramos, okay, blows out the ACL, his contract's up at the end of the year. What do we do? What's what's going to happen to him? 
He's gonna go. He's gonna get another contract anywhere. He's out six to eight months. Did you see right. that thing? Yeah. That well, that's an ACL. That's six to eight months. That's like that's halfway in the next season. Right. And so, so <laughs> the Nat signing him as a catcher is a little bit ridiculous. I mean, that's his knee. So, so you, lo- I know you have an opinion on this one. You can go to the AL and DH. Going to go to the AL and DH, or I'm thinking outside the box here. I can do without Ryan Zimmerman. Ryan Zimmerman. Well, no, no, no. Okay, you're not who, getting rid of his contract. You can't get rid of his contract. So he's going to sit on the bench. Throw, put him on the bench. Yeah, okay. I can put Ramos that. at first. You don't have to do much at first. I mean, is there, is Zimmerman's no, damaged goods, and he played an okay first. Uh, a quote from Moneyball, ah, first is easy. Right, learn. exactly right. I wish I had the sound bite. Um, but one one idea for Ramos, you know, Rizzo, if you're listening, you know, feel free. I, I like that. Does Trey go to the shortstop? Has to. And Revere plays center? Has to. You know what? The, the thing keeping Espinosa at short was, oh, his defensive capabilities and blah, blah, well, blah. But it's, oh, man, he's a disease at the plate. Okay, so I, I have this stat off the top of my head, which is, I'm actually pretty impressed with myself. This is the first time I've been happy in about a few days. Okay. In a few days, Scott, <laughs> what's going on in the personal life? Scott, is the sad expert fan like an podcast. actual look into the life? It's for another podcast. What's your stat, buddy? Um, two years ago, how many errors did Espinosa have? Two thousand in the he didn't start every game in the 2014 season. Yeah. No, well, I guess 2015. So last year. So last year. How, how many, many errors, errors did he have? have? At shortstop. At shortstop. He didn't play short at all. Uh, with, no, uh, no, actually, I think in general. Because Desmond, because Desmond was right. everyday no, shortstop. General. How many errors how many did he have? In general. So he was playing second. He wasn't playing every day. You're going to give me a single-digit number, aren't you? Zippy. He had zero. He had zero errors. Nah, he didn't how many play. times did he kick it this year? Hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't single digits. No, 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 no. It wasn't single digits. Twenty, eighteen. Okay. He kicked it eighteen times, and Rizzo had a funny quote today, which I heard on the radio. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal the bit. Um, he said it, you know, not in a direct interview, but he was just talking. Trey Turner is gonna kick the ball probably thirty times when he plays short. We. It's we, gonna happen. Yeah. Well. That's gonna happen. So you go from eighteen to thirty, which is. A good amount, but it's not crazy. He's also but the difference hit 100 between points higher than Espinoza. the difference between Trey's bat and Espinosa's bat is so much bigger that it just cancels out. And the way, and the more you play Trey is short, the better he's going to get defensively. The more comfortable he's going to get in the big leagues. So I don't really see a problem putting Trey at short, putting Revere at center. Revere's average is going to go up. It's going to go back to. It can't medium. go down. It's going to go back to his mean. He's a 295 hitter. If he hits 275, 280 next year, you take it. But and be and but and be also be a good leadoff man. Looking pitches, drawing a lot of walks. Trey hits second. That's a punch right there at the top. Trey's got a little pop. He can move the runner. So then, what do you do with Espinosa? You put you put him back on the bench. But what about this? But what about okay? You say the utility guy. You float him in there when. Oh yeah, he's a great utility guy. Or or Murph. He's a great utility guy. Or maybe put him at first. Now it's pointless. Murph Murph would go to first. 
Murph would go to first. I thought we had Ramos at first. Well, I, in your in your world, in my in my world, in, in Sean's world, world. <laughs> the only thing I can see is Murph going to first, and then Espinosa playing second. Mm. But I mean, now we're just now we're just throwing it around, right? I mean, it is you know, it's who cares? This is all. Do we want to wrap up the Nats, or do we want to just keep harping? No, let's wrap up the Nats. All let's right. put the Nats to bed till we don't have to worry about them till March. Wow. Uh, you know, whatever. It's part of we're used to it. Do we want to talk about uh, the future ALDS and ALCS games? Yeah, just baseball in general, besides the Nationals. Sure. I uh, think the I, I don't I don't think the Cubs are going to handle the Dodgers. What are you talking about? Yeah, obviously they're the better team in the in the so when the Cubs. The Cubs uh, National League Championship Series. What was their batting average? What do you think against the no San idea. Francisco Giants? Two hundred. No two hundred. They okay. hit two hundred. Lowest out of any playoff team. Okay, may, except for the wild card. I think the O's hit like one forty in that one wild card game. But they hit two hundred. Something's gonna give there. I don't know. That just that really stuck out to me. Something's gonna give there. You can't just you can't just do that. Meanwhile, you got. You know, let's say the Cubs do go on the World Series. You got the Blue Jays who are red hot. Donaldson himself is nine for eighteen. Yeah. That club hit ten bombs in three games, ten home runs. Granted, wow. that was last series. The World Series is a long way away, but that's scary. Those See, are some scary numbers. Aside from the Nats not being in the playoffs anymore, the only thing that's going to keep keep me watching these playoffs is there are fresh teams in there. Routines that we haven't seen in the playoffs for a while. It's not no Cardinals, no Giants, mm-hmm. no Mets, Kansas City. Kansas, oh Kansas City's yeah they won the World Series and but they were in it the year before that. No, yeah, just no the big powerhouse teams. We have the fresh Sox, teams Yankees, that we're yeah. gonna see and that we really haven't seen in this kind of situation before, and that's good for the city. You know, Cleveland, Toronto, Chicago. L.A. can go screw themselves, but, you know. Can you handle Cleveland having two oh, that's, out, that's of the, just, out of the top four sports, having two championships? Ah, good for them, top man. Four good sports? for them. Can you handle that? Only can I handle it? I don't know. As a DC sports fan, we should be rooting for the underdog. I was about to say, well, who who are we cheering for now? I feel like we did. Well, it's different. To who are you cheering for? Or who, who, who do you pick? You had to put some money on it. You had $100 of your own money. Who are you putting it on now? Because we talk about this every single week. Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Blue Jays beating the Cubs. But, however, I think just as you know, because I'm a nose fan, you know the Nat. I have the Nat. Obviously, you got to watch the hometown team. But grew up with the Orioles, so it's hard for me saying that as an yeah. Orioles fan. Yeah, but I feel like I should up, be. Man. I feel like I should be rooting for the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, you probably should. Ah. It's that tastes bad going down, Scott. Either way, either really way, does. you know that's baseball for you, man. Now we have to wait a whole other year really to get do. in the same spot. Really do. I had my NLCS tickets locked up, but you know it is what it is. I'm speechless. Really, really, Literally really speechless. disappointed, man. Anything else with baseball you want to talk about? Nope. The sad Expos fan has nothing to say. Okay, that was the sad Expos fan. Just let me mention one more thing. Go ahead. Um, Cubs catcher David Ross really got the label as John Lester's personal 
catcher. David Ross is in like the Red Sox. David Ross, who was walking around shirtless, smoking cigarettes, and drunk after the uh, Red Sox won the World Series. David Ross. I thought all those pictures were Napoli. I thought Napoli. Oh, was that was Napoli? Nat- yeah, that was Napoli. Who's on the Indians now? So we oh, got that's what I teammates. was thinking of then. Um, no, no, no. David Ross catching for the Cubs. He came over with Lester because he, you know, he's Lester's personal catcher. I. Well, and then he, you know, he got more. He it it is like that. Lester's a head kick. He doesn't throw over to first. He head kicks, but like watching that guy play, he's been he's been in the league for quite a while. This is Ross. Okay, this is last. This is last season. Uh, He's got 106 bombs to his name, and he's a heck of a catcher. When Arietta threw that no hitter uh, earlier in the season. Yeah, Ross caught him, and the first thing that Arietta said in the post game was, "You know what? That was that was Ross." You There's know, something about a good catcher, man. There's yeah, something about a good catcher. Yeah, and it's cool seeing that guy play. Um, even though I don't think the Cubs are Cubs are going anywhere, but it's cool seeing that guy play, and then connecting to back what you talked about last week about the farewell tour. He's not giving a farewell tour. No. However, he did play for about eight teams. I think he played for a lot of teams. <laughs> so that, I guess that's good a little different. But good for him. Good yeah, guy. Like like seeing him play. Anyway, do we want to? Do we want to move on? We have to. We have to. We spent so much time on the on the MLB. Let's get on to the NFL. All right. All right, Nats. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you in 2017. Man, is that the NFL or is that our Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack right there? Why That's... is all the rum gone? <laughs> Man, I try to think of one. I couldn't think of another Pirates of the Caribbean quote. Stump, stump the Schwab. You really did. You got me on, on Pirates of the Caribbean. And I'm actually still like wasting time trying to think about that. <laughs> Whatever. It's cool music. On to the NFL. Where are we going to the NFL? Or where specifically? Skins, you know, you Getting skinny? Get skinny with the skins. We have a chance now to make it four straight. Four straight. After starting 0-2 with Eli Manning in midfield, driving down in the third game, ready to make us 0-3. For some reason, we won that game. And then we won the last three. And now we have the chance to make it four. Some call it luck, I suppose. I like to call it well, luck. So what? Oh, so Name that movie. Gonna, no idea. Happy Gilmore? No. Oh, fair enough. Oh, I mean, I've, I've seen it, but I couldn't. There you go. You redeemed yourself after the Pirates Caribbean. Okay, show. I appreciate that. But I actually do think that a lot of those games have been luck. I really do. That's the NFL, man. That's how that's how it rolls. But Good teams spooky. lose to bad teams, and bad teams beat good teams. Uh, but just spooky luck. Like, take... The Giants just lost. The Giants just didn't want to win yeah. that game back yeah. in week three. But So take the most recent Redskins win where they beat the Baltimore Ravens, 16-10. Right. to 10. They returned a punt, which oh, they yeah. haven't done since 2008. Okay, wow. why did that happen? That just happened. That was right the football there. gods just knocking down tacklers. On Kirk's uh, pickoff, he threw a pick like at, the, at their own 20-yard line. Um, corner runs it back and fumbles it into the pylon. Yeah. Touchback Redskins ball. It's like, Sounds whoa, like this is like, we're getting too lucky here. This is something, something's weird. Um, we have the Ravens try to run a fake kick. Did you see the, 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 so the fake kick 
Ravens kicker lines up as a lefty kicker, which he's not a lefty kicker. So anybody seeing that, how do you not recognize some some foul play? I'm sorry, the Redskins did not recognize it. No, they didn't. See they didn't. Um, props to props to Larry Michael, the the radio play by play guy. He picked up on it, but it was like a secondary. Whoa, this is kind of odd. And of course, it's a fake. Um, whoever was going out for the pass had uh, Dukey and Nacho beat. Okay, he, he for some reason it just went to his side. And the kicker lobs it, hits Ianacho in the back of the head, and then Ianacho's saying, "Oh yeah, no, no touchdown." He's doing the old like what cornerbacks do, like oh, no yeah. way. Like it's like, dude, you got beat. I can't stand it when defensive players like <laughs> they get beat and then they act like they're the ones who did something. Oh, I hate that. But he pulled that. He also missed missed a bunch of tackles, um, but they got the steamy. win. Yeah, I mean, we have a steamy, we have a steamy episode going right now. Yeah, sorry guys, it's a very but negative episode. Well, no, it's okay, it's okay. That's it, what but, sports are, you know. Yeah, it's it's ups it's and downs, strikes, strikes and gutters, beers and more they, beers. Yeah, the, you know what? They got the win, and that's what matters. A, a ugly win is better than a pretty loss in the NFL. Obviously, any Sunday or Monday or Thursday, and so that's that's what's important. And it was so bad that the Ravens had to fire their offensive coordinator, Steve Biscotti, on Monday. And, you know, some Redskins media were saying, you know, it is a good sign when the team you're playing, they have to fire a coach. Nope, that's a bad sign when you only beat them by one touchdown. And yeah. they're like, wow, do we stink this bad? Yeah. That's a bad sign, not a good sign. It's a good sign when you smoke them. And it's like, yeah, something's wrong. We beat them by one touchdown. They got to fire the guy? Really? You got to fire him? Oh, man. It, 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 but... I'm I'm looking forward to the Eagles game. We could do some, yeah. We could do it right now. We could do a weekend appetizer. It doesn't matter. But we got the Eagles, who I'm pretty high on. I like Wentz. Um, I don't know, man. This again, it's a craft show. I think it's fifty fifty. It's a coin flip. I think the Eagles were favored three it's points by a point and a right. half, two yeah. points. It's, or, a, it's or, a it's a push. I mean. It's a pick em game. It's so. at FedEx, so that's got to be like a little Does something. Does that, that count for something? They, well, I mean, la- last year they couldn't lose at home. The Skins couldn't lose wow. at home. This um, this week the Eagles are coming off of a loss. Kind of a kind of a bad loss to the Detroit Lions. It was it was somewhat of a heartbreaker. They lost by they lost by a point, didn't they? Or a field goal, missed field goal at the end. Yeah, it was a um, field goal game. And so you you, you got to sort of assume that a team is going to be good and and ticked off when they're coming off a week like that. So that, that might be a little bit scary, a little bit dangerous. However, I like where the skins are at. I don't like all the injuries. What's going on with the, with the injuries. Sue Cravens. He's a good player. Great player. He's a good player. He's, uh, he's on the, uh, the concussion protocol. Um, and you know, t- took a shot to the head and, and he tweeted or he tweeted. No, he, he Instagrammed a video of himself wearing glasses saying that this was part of his, you know, concussion protocol rehab because, and I quote, he has trouble tracking moving objects. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Why? And he just said it to the world. He just said Mm. it on Instagram and now the whole world knows about it. Oh boy. And Jay Gruden kind of had a funny press conference after that saying, yeah, you know what? uh, Sue's uh, I can't do a good Jay. Saying that his that he he deleted his Instagram account. At least uh, hope he did. I can't do it. I try, but he but he, he deleted <laughs> the not just the not just the the post, but he deleted the whole account. 
And you hear about that in sports all the time, you know, social media, getting guys into trouble. And I was curious, a a lot of college programs don't even allow it. Yeah. Um, You know, if you're a D1 athlete, sorry, you're not on social media. I was curious with Mason last year when you were coaching with uh, uh, Paulson, did he allow, was that a thing that he ever didn't even worry about? Never brought it up. Um, He was on Twitter. All the coaches were on Twitter. Players are on Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter. Um, it was never an issue. I think that's just because of the guys he has in the program. He doesn't have to really worry about it. Okay. But so they're all over from... them. They're all over it, you know. I mean, they have they have their social lives, and they have lives outside of, of, of basketball. So I, I think that's important. I really do think that's important um, for them to be their own people. Um, yeah, but and, you don't and not have, have to monitor it. and not have to monitor them twenty four seven. When I mean, you're a dummy, though, you have to be monitored. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Paulson. And when you're looks advertising, your I'm sure Paulson looks at Twitter. I'm sure he does. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's ever been a problem. It's just you never hear about. You know what? What a what a what a professional athlete we got. Look at this great tweet that he just sent out about. You never hear about there that. There are a few it's guys always, that are pretty funny on Twitter and. and I don't Instagram. know. F- funny's different from from Clever getting yourself into and trouble and, and 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 opening your mouth a little bit too much just when just when you shouldn't. Um, I don't know. That's a that's anyway, a side story. Yeah, but the, the skins are kind of riddled with uh, injuries. Let's, let's get on past the skins. Um, We'll, 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 we'll revisit him and we can nap. To give this guy the the air, the airtime, we have to. Oh, you're um, going to do it, aren't you? Yeah, because I have to. It's Kaepernick, man. <laughs> and I'm, I don't want to spend I don't want to spend too long. I want to spend two minutes on this. Two guy. guys Scott loves giving airtime to: Colin Kaepernick and Tim Tebow. Yeah. You're starting to think you they have were to. man that's crushes, what the, right? That's what there. the fellas like? like. Weird. <laughs> I like man crushes. Yeah, you see. Well, that's a whole other. That's a whole other story. Tim Tebow resurrecting that guy. Tebow, I didn't see that. You told me I didn't see it. He is zero for nine in his first. Uh, is he in his first nice. couple AB? Yeah, anyway, also saved a guy. Saved a guy, saved guy like wife. from a guy was having a seizure in like the dugout. And, no, it was a fan. No kidding. He was signing autographs after the game, and a fan had a seizure, and he stayed with him until the ambulance came. And oh he my prayed gosh! On him. What a he guy! He prayed on him, and apparently. Once he prayed, the guy like woke up. Why don't we hear about that, man? You, it was all over the place. It was oh, all maybe over I'm just a little bit stupid. Everything. I didn't hear about it. <laughs> okay, but anyway, I interrupted you. Capper Nick is starting this week. Um, what do you think about? It? I, I don't. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know if we should give this airtime because is it worth it? Capper Nick has been a starter for the past three years. I don't know. I don't think he's a good quarterback anymore. I think they're going to lose. Blaine Gabbard is hurt or whatever. Well, well, not, well not a good team. Maybe well, I'm not prepared enough for this segment. So are you just are you just cheering for are you just cheering for him to 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 play? I'm sick back? of this guy. I'm tired of him being in the media. And apparently, people are saying that Chip Kelly is just playing him so you, he can get it over with and say, "All right, I've I've tried it. It didn't work." I don't know. I feel like he's going to bury himself. I feel like the Bills feel pretty good about themselves, and I think I don't know. I if I'm if I'm picking, um, the Bills win that game. Kaepernick, I, he's gonna throw a couple picks. You know, it just he's just rusty. Um, so I'm looking at the spread. Bills are favored by nine. Wow. You know, it's, it's yeah. Well, the, I mean, they're this. They're or the Tyrod Taylor the being the quarterback. I don't know. It's. 
it is what it is. Like he's been, it's gonna die out. People are. I, I mean, it's still being People talked about, obviously. But yeah, now it's like, okay, move on to some other whatever stance or not stance that you're taking. Do you have anything you want to talk about in the NFL? Because I have one more thing I want to I want to talk about. Well, with the NFL, Tom Brady reminded us last weekend uh, why. Don't even say it. Don't say it. Okay, I t- a, couple, hear, I a couple I wanna, weeks I'll, ago. A couple weeks Hit ago, a couple weeks ago, we debated who came first, Belichick or Tom Brady. A little chicken, you know, what came first, chicken or the egg? Bill Belichick. Right. And we came to the consensus that Bill Belichick made Tom Brady. Bill Belichick. If Bill Belichick can win with a second and third string quarterback, then it's probably him, right? However... Brady threw for 400 yards last game. It was the Browns, granted, but it's the ninth time in his career he's thrown for over 400 yards. Pretty cool. I feel like we just forgot about Brady a little bit no, after his little vacation getting tan in Italy or whatever the heck he was doing. I forgot about Jimmy it. Jimmy Garoppolo would have thrown for 402 against the Browns. Come on, man. Well, you can't say that, though. I can't say it, but I believe it. Uh, so. That's a heck of a belief, Scott. A second-string quarterback throwing for 400 yards. That's a heck of a thing to say. It's just it, – it. that's the first thing that I thought of. I was like, wow, maybe it wasn't the Belichick and before uh, the Tom, Tom Egg Brady. It, they're – No. They needed Belichick, each other. Man. They were destined for each other to be champions. It's Belichick, man. I'm telling you. Okay. It's got to be. And I, I don't think that's a question. We'll see. We'll see throughout the year. Agree we'll to disagree. throughout the year. Sure. Go ahead. What do you had? Opinion. You had something else uh, um, for the NFL. To to wrap, there's the Vikings. I just want to throw a little blurb in there. The Vikings are the real deal. Five and zero. Sam Bradford has a resurrection. Um, purple guy. people eaters are back. No Peterson. That's unbelievable. And I, I and I think that's great that a small market team from Minnesota can can start winning like that. I think that's great. That being said, I want to move on to wrap up the NFL with this. Um, we had a great conversation last week about the Mark Cuban quotes from a little bit ago about how the NFL is kind of going to be in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, p- the hogs get slaughtered. The hog- pigs NFL's, get fat, hogs get slaughtered. NFL's getting hoggy. Um, the, there's a report that just came out this week, and I sent it to Sean immediately um, once I saw it. The NFL ratings are down 11%. Now, that's just a fact. There are multiple reasons why this happened. Um, and the, at least the NFL execs are blaming it on. Um, I think it's a combination of a little bit of both. Um, both both of what? Of of the product being down and the outside factors that are, that are happening. So the NFL execs are blaming the election, the, the debates, the... Um, yeah, the, nobody wants to watch the MLB playoffs. So there's so much competition out there, right? Right. There's a lot of there's great, great weekends for watching TV, particularly sports. Yeah. The past this happens weekends. every single election year. They so they say. I've never, I haven't really um, been been broadcasting podcasts back then, so I wouldn't really know. Um, but I believe that the product is going down, and people are seeing that, and maybe that's just because of the election year. But I would be surprised that Mark Cuban might be might be right here. He might be onto something, you know. Because back in back in the day, I wouldn't miss a down of of football games. 
Now I'm like, eh, I'll, I'll catch up on it on my phone or, you know, just on Twitter or whatever. Maybe, maybe that's part of it right there where people don't watch TV. We don't watch NFL games on television just because that's short attention span. Yeah. People, people have that same, like, oh, well I'm streaming it or I'm following it because I'm out doing all my other stuff. That could be it. That could be it. I think the product is down. Well, that's such an interesting point that you make because there's the product, but maybe the consumers are changing a little bit. Maybe. The way they they consume the product. And how does the NFL adapt? Is it the concussion protocol? They're they're already trying trying to. They're trying to appeal to fans, right. By doing the broadcast via Twitter and stuff. Exactly. There are no schlubs over there for as wicked and greedy as they are. They're not schlubs. They know what they're doing. They're pretty savvy. Of course. And football is a proven sport. And... And they're just trying to be PC and change with the times. Um, I don't blame them for what they're doing. I just think the product is going down. And that's just a, an ebb and flow of our culture and our society. Um, baseball has gone down drastically. Sure, you know, but baseball is still year. fine. And oh, they're, baseball's they're... okay. I mean, it's going to be steady because there's a steady fan base. Um, I mean, all three sports, major sports, um, are going to be fine. They, they are, but... The NFL being the juggernaut as it's been the past 10, 15 years, I, I think that's almost going to, I mean, I've made the bold prediction last week of what, in 10 years, the NFL is going to go down drastically. Did you, you know, say 10 or were you piggybacking? T- were you doing the ride in the Cuban coattails again? Well, I was agreeing with him, I think. Okay. Saying, did he say specifically 10 years? I think he, he did remember. say 10 years. Yeah. Okay. He said, watch in 10 years. Ride the coattails, Scott. Ride them. That's a, that's a good prediction, man. It from is. A, from a smart guy. Well, know? I wouldn't call it and a I good prediction. It's a bold. It's, it's an a aud- bold prediction. It's very audacious. Oh, it's bold. Very enterprising. He's a bold Where guy. Where is the NFL? You know, with the concussion protocol, with all the fines and the, and the It's PC not going anywhere. And... and it's just there's something different to me. I'm getting a different feel that I'm not getting with other sports. I'm not getting with baseball. I'm not getting with basketball. I'm, I'm even it's hockey is even growing to me at least. Well, we are. I mean, because we're in the area of think the so? capitals. Think? I, that's got to be part of it. I don't know, man. I well, we'll see. We'll see, and I, I could be wrong. And you know, we'll t- we'll touch on we'll touch on hockey actually. We'll touch we'll, on we'll, today. We can okay. we can touch sure. on how we got we got a little time left. Sure. Anything else with the NFL? That's all I really I wanted to wrap up with that, but yeah, know. we'll certainly be certainly be revisiting that. Um, so we'll move on to college football and the and the rest of uh, the weekend appetizer. I guess. All right, let's move on to other realms in the sporting community. That's some college football music right, right there right. That's for some you. Throwback, baby. A little college football music. I feel for like your, Kirk Herbstreet. For you feel like Kirk? Feel like Herbie? <laughs> there it is. It's quite a feeling, Scott. Well, college football last weekend. Got to wrap it up. Let's do it. Okay, wrap it up with some college football. Biggest story in the in the college football it's, it's gotta arena. Be Navy. Man, we've mm-hmm. been talking about the naval, the military academies. All week. Navy upsets number Woo! six, Houston, 46 to 40. The first time the midshipman has beat a top 10 team at home since 1984 when they beat the USC Gamecocks. 
Rain. Dude, Rain as much was. As I hate Navy, man. Go military academies. You know. That was awesome. And you're going to hear me say also, go Army when Army plays Air Force. Of course. In, in a little well, bit. Well, because that, be, that would mean you're not out of the Commander in Chief trophy. That's so exactly right. That's why you only. Exactly <laughs> right. But we'll get to that in coming weeks. The rain. Wow. You know, Hurricane, Hurricane Matthew, all the damage that it did really affected a lot of games. And it's amazing just how rain just does that. I mean, all up and down. You couldn't turn a college football game on without seeing seeing brutal rain. The Notre Dame it, game. Yeah, yeah. That everything. was the – so, yeah, N- Notre Dame losing to NC State 10-3, but Notre Dame kind of stinks. It was a block punt that did it. Yeah. Um, but it was really – I mean, the rain was heavy. It wasn't heavy in Annapolis uh, during the Navy-Houston game, but it was constant. It was soaking wet, and they play on turf, and that's like a slip and slide when it's yeah, raining. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, just, you know, I know we got to move on to no, other, no, okay. to, to other games. Houston, best rush defense in the country. That's an interesting matchup. Until, then. until, yeah. you know, last well, I week. Mean, that's they, the MO of military academies run down your throat. They got to run it. But Houston uh, on average, um, 42 rushing yards a game Eesh. until they met Navy where they, they that gave big up old defensive lineman. Uh, Greg's no, that's their quarterback. Yeah, that number number ten. Can't remember his name. Big old. Big they old got some D- big D- boys. D- However, Navy coming out on top, forty six forty, and that made Navy crack the top twenty five. Really? They are they are twenty. They are ranked twenty five. So they're four and one losing to Air Force. Yep, yep. Haven't lost a conference game yet. Well, and you know what? Know. That not only knocks Houston out of any sort of college playoff. Uh, hope, but they're even out of the American Conference uh, Championship wow. probably now. That's that's wow. pretty crazy. That awesome, is. awesome game, awesome game. Got to obviously have to yep. had to spend time on that. Um, crazy resilience from the from the Navy. Right, yeah, and what a what a field rush too. The most respectful field rush I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, just just good kids. You know, rushing the field, loving it. Yeah, and you know, good for Houston. They actually said this um, on the radio. Good for the Houston players. Not like. You know what I mean? Because literally the midshipmen out. were like, like surrounding them. Not obviously doing yeah. anything, but you know, after an emotional game like that, you're going to be emotional. And Houston guys, you know what? They just lined up and they, they sang the alma mater. They did. And they, yeah, they did. It was them. a good, just just all around. What a what a sporting event right there. Gotta okay. love, gotta love it. Tennessee, Texas A and M from last last <sighs> week. If you didn't see it, Tennessee ran out of magic. Texas A and M got them in double overtime. They just looked so bad the first three quarters, and, and Tennessee turned it on the fourth quarter. I don't even Unbelievable. Know. We were watching, and we're like, Tennessee is the luckiest team ever. Like, they just have some magic. This is their year. But, you know, it just didn't end up working out. Um, the, the Texas A&M kicker missed the field goal at the end of, at the end of regulation. They, yeah, the Vols iced them several times, which I love. The, they even used their overtime, their first yeah. overtime timeout to ice, ice the kicker. Poor the guy, man. I hate to be a kicker. Nah, whatever. Kick, are you kidding me? Come no, on. I hate to be a kicker, man. I would be anything else. In the, oh, be of the worst. Yeah. Um, but what, what, what got me, and you brought up um, – you had it on your script early on in an episode. I forget which episode, but you talked about guys when they're running into the end zone, how they don't have awareness of where they are. Um, it happened in the Redskins game. It happened in this game where the ball got punched out from behind and it flew through the end zone out, which mm-hmm. is a touchback, touchback. rule. Touchback. Other team gets the ball. On um, 
dude, what is going on? Like, I don't. Well, they pull up. Well, what I what I what I wanted to talk about a couple weeks ago, they never did. Were guys running into the end zone untouched? The next guy was ten yards behind them, and they literally just they drop, drop it. it. Isn't that kind of the same thing though? You know, why don't you get into the end zone? No, because and run as hard as you can through the finish line, and then. Do whatever you want because it's the cool thing to do, Scott. It's the equivalent to bat. I, it's I the equivalent. Your side it's here. the equivalent yeah. to bat flipping a warning track fly out. Is what it is. You, you show yourself up. It's you show way your worse act. than that though. It's way worse than that. Yeah, it's equal. It, it you know what it is. Bat wor- flipping doesn't do any. Doesn't make the ball go farther. But pulling up before a. Uh, before the goal line, that cost your team points. That cost your cost your team a game. What Texas what? A&M could have put that game away. But see, that's different though. That's a forced fumble than what I wanted to talk about was he dropping just the ball. Ran through the end zone. And then the skins game is the guy was trying to reach for the pylon and drop the ball. But I see what you're saying. It is an odd phenomenon. And I wanted to ask the original question that I had was. What is the equivalent to other sports of a dropped football right before the end zone? Like I did the bat flip. Like what's an actual flip, equivalent? But that's not even um, not even close. Is there dunk? an equivalent? It's a missed dunk. It's on a fast breaking basketball, and you have nobody I else like around the you. Dunk. And you try and throw it down, and you see guys try and do windmills, and they bounce it off the back iron. Yeah, but it has to be in a certain time because if you're just going up by two in a basketball game, you know. Whatever, well, big deal. I mean, it's happened where, you know. And then that's the game. That decides the game. Before. I like that. It's the, it's the you, missed dunk. You're going to go up by three possessions and you miss a dunk. And all right, now the team's only down four. It's the missed dunk and a three-pointer can tie it. If it's momentum, yeah. Yeah, going up by five, but the three-pointer can the tie same it. It's the missed right dunk. Nice. I like that. Didn't think of that. Um, but Tennessee playing Alabama. They got Alabama. Yeah, they that's got, really a tough task. They got the, I, I can't believe it. They I got would, the tide and. I can't imagine. Alabama you don't th- loses. You, you, no shot. Two touchdowns. To they're. Alabama. You know what? They're playing in Knoxville, Tennessee. Two touchdowns. That's got. They're gonna do that whole checkerboarding the stands. The that's always cool to see. Yeah, they do a high cool. shot of that because that, cool. they do it right. Um, and Tennessee's got to be good. I said this before. With talking about the Eagles, good and ticked off. They're good and mad after losing double overtime off. to AM. I don't know. Is Alabama really an undefeated team? Yes. Because if eh, undef- that's so hard to do, that's so hard to do. And I think you know, you might be right, but if anybody has a shot to beat them, I think it's Tennessee this weekend. Well, that's going to be it. And that's just the SEC championship. We'll you see. Know, that's going to be the only times you do it. Um, speaking on the same level as. Alabama, I think the only other team on the same level is Ohio State. Mm. The Myers? Yeah. The, <laughs> the Urban Myers. The Ohio State um, Those two teams, I think, are just head and shoulders above every other team. And w- attribute it to coaching or whatever you have whatever have you. Um it's it's something else. There's there's something different about those two teams. Mm. Um so I think the game of the week this week. Very, very easily is Ohio State playing at so number two Ohio State playing at number eight Wisconsin. Oh yeah, and the and the lefty quarterback. Yeah, Wisconsin's coming off a loss. Ohio State's undefeated. Certainly, I I, I love the idea of home field advantage, and Ohio State, uh, according to ESPN, they're eleven point favorites. Eleven. Eleven, which That's is too much. That's too much. Take the undie. On that one, so you'll take Wisconsin, but you, I'll take the uh, with Ohio take, State take with Ohio, Ohio State, State not covering. I mean, not covering Ohio up. State oh, plus ten would be 
you know, like, you know, a touchdown and a field goal. Mm-hmm. That's a two possession game. That's reasonable. Plus eleven. Yeah, so is eleven. Is two Eleven's game, a but... three. Yeah. It's a you know, but that exact. Well, that's why eleven it's set is a right lot there. different than ten. That's why football. it's set right there. I got a. Uh, I got Wisconsin. I got the upset. Not not even the points. Not I'm taking. I'm taking. I'm taking both underdogs here. Actually, Wisconsin upsetting Ohio State, and wow. I got Tennessee. I'm thinking that that Crimson Tide's finally gonna fall, and it's gonna be. You're taking both one and I'm, two I'm go taking, down this I'm, week. I'm taking both, and either Nick Saban or Urban Meyer will have a hilarious press conference that we'll be talking about next week speaking of next week should we roll into the old weekend appetizer i did a little i cheated a little bit i had an appetizer too early while you were gone oh, I had we some still bread. have some cactus cuts hanging out break them we out. didn't even break out the let's break out the cactus cuts out for, while we do the weekend the, i did a sneaky weekend app though while you were still finding your like finding me where i was sitting i uh i, I snuck a little bit Weekend appetizer time, everybody. Let's roll, baby. Let's Here we roll. go. Here we go. My weekend appetizer. The Eagles of Philly at the Washington Redskins. I love the old Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. I want I want to see him just shove it against his old team with the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. He hasn't been used this year. He has been the sports car that dad never wants to take out. Kirk doesn't like targeting him. This is going to be his breakout. He's known as the big play guy. It's going to be his breakout weekend. It's going to be against his old team. You know... And he's gonna get booed even in FedEx because so much Philly people live, so many Philly people live around weekend here. Weekend appetizer. You know who's not gonna break out this weekend? Let me hear him. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. <laughs> Haven't talked much golf. Tell Tiger us about Woods Scott. is not gonna play in the Safeway Open. Pretty <sighs> disappointed. He got really excited about golf after watching the Ryder Cup, being a co-coach or whatever he was, honorary coach. He's never um, going to play again. He's not going to play in the this weekend Safeway or... Open. I was really disappointed. I shed a tear for Roll Tiger. Oh, I'm sorry, Scott. I'm it's sorry. all good, though. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. What else we got? We got the ALCS. I think, I think Cleveland really gives it to the Blue Jays. I really do. I, I, I really... I mean, I had, I had Blue Jays... I had Blue Jays picked, um, and now I'm changing my mind. I hope for the – I'm all – go Cleveland. Cleveland rocks. You know what they right. say. Austin Matthews, um, rookie, American from Arizona, had four goals in an NHL debut. He's the real deal apparently, man. Um, kids like that I think only come around once in, once in a few years. You know, you got the Ovi's, got the Crosby's, uh, the Patty Canes. Um, hopefully this is another one. So – Hockey keeps this young breed of, you know, young superstars coming out. But I'm looking forward to seeing that. Hockey's um, back, and we're going to be talking about it next week. So we're not going to we... be talking about the Nationals, I'll tell you that, next week. Now we got to fill that time. We've got to be on our game next week. But, you know, we'll figure something out. It'll be it'll be a fun week uh, next week. This is Perpetual Sports Talk, Episode 6. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott.